We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he was born of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered, died, and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in fulfillment of the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. And we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Amen. Well, we're excited to have you here. If you're able, please just stand as we worship together this morning. Step out of the shadows, come out of the grave, break into the
conquer the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awaken to life. Oh Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh God, you have done great things.
in the silence where we wait you are here you're enough you are all together good
situation and turn it over for his good. Hallelujah. He is so good. There is nothing that he can't overcome. So if you have something in your life that you need to overcome, don't think it's too big for him. The one who can take the youngest of 12 sons and make him a, a high king, the one who can take a slave and set him to save all of the people from famine like he did with Joseph, he can use you in a mighty way. It doesn't matter what our situations look like right now because we know who wins in the end. Amen. That's what this song is all about. Any battle that we have, our battle belongs to him. You just hold your peace. You just be still. So let's let him fight for us this morning. All I see is the battle. You see my victory. When all I see is the mountain, you see the
our God. Hallelujah. We'll go around and greet some of your family of faith this morning. We are so glad to have you here with us. Good morning, everybody. Live streamers, if you're on live stream, watching on uh, Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're at, thanks for joining us. Good to have you. Wave and say hey on whatever platform you're watching on. Good to have you, but come on in and grab a seat. We'll take up tithe and offering. If you need an offering envelope, chair in front of you has some. If not, wave your hand around. One of the ushers will help you out. Uh, also, don't forget um, our annual Thanksgiving offering, which is just above, above your tithe. Uh, if it's something that the Lord puts on your heart, if he does, that's what that's for. Uh, we receive us at any time. It goes in these yellow envelopes, um, uh, but we'll officially be taking up that offering this next Sunday, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. So anyways, if you're interested in that, uh, you can wave your hand around or all the envelopes at the back table back there. So normal tithing offering, but the Thanksgiving offering uh, next Sunday, that will be designated towards taking care of whatever we need to take care of to get our air conditioning corrected before the summer. As you know, sometimes on Wednesday it's a little hot in here. So uh, that's what that's for. Um, but anyways, uh, we appreciate your giving and your faithfulness. Uh, let's see, Margaret, can you give me that mic, please? Judah, I'm going to put Judah on the spot. Will you come pray over tithe and offering this morning? Hold on, sometimes it takes a second to kick in. They actually clap for you, so that's a good sign. That's, that's a good, good sign. So, all right. So, everybody, bow your heads. Let's have Judah pray, and then afterwards, if you have something to give, you can bring it down front. Heavenly Father, we come to you saying thank you. Thank you for all the good things in our life. We know that you are the author and finisher of our faith. You're the one that wakes us up every morning with breath. 
You're the one that gives us purpose, and you've seen our whole life from all the way from the beginning to the end. We pray that you would continue to bless us, Lord, as we walk in your ways. We want to know you. The main thing, God, we want to know who you are. We want to know you better. We want to be just like you. I pray that your hand is upon this tithe and offering. God, it's a small portion of what you've given us. You don't ask for much in finances, God, but you ask for 100% in our whole life for you. That's what we want to give you. We want to be faithful as you are faithful. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Judah. Bring it on down if you have something. I have like uh, several announcements. I'm sorry when I have to do this, but the things I, I need to let you know about, so bear with me for a moment here. By the way, uh, we found, it looks like a guy's uh, wedding ring. Uh, hopefully you didn't cast this off at the altar in despair. But anyways, um, I'm kidding. So if you lost the ring, it's a silver, it looks like a wedding band, but anyways, silver ring, it's a guy's. So if that's yours, you can see Margot. And she will have that for you. Um, Churchwide prayer tomorrow night from 6 to 7. Don't forget that. Every Monday we get together. And now that I just said that, we will not be praying in December. So, um, <laughs> not you don't pray, but we won't be meeting for churchwide prayer in December. You should always be praying. But uh, just because just of all the craziness of December. So, Mondays in December, no churchwide prayer. But then that leads us into... Uh, the 21 days of prayer that we do annually in January. We'll give you more information what that's all about. So tomorrow, 6 to 7, uh, and then uh, in December, no churchwide prayer. But having said that, then next week, don't forget, Thanksgiving already? Are, are, you, are you guys prepping, you know, sh stretching your, your stomach muscles out, getting ready, right? Um, hopefully, uh, you always uh, get to meet with family and have a good time at Thanksgiving. But the week of Thanksgiving, which is next week, don't forget, we have our Turkey Tuesday service and no Wednesday service. So our Wednesday service moved to Tuesday night. So same time and everything, but Tuesday next week, so don't forget about that. Um, along with that, a couple things. Back at the back where Johnny's standing, uh, we had to put some paper up on there. If you would just like to express what you're thankful for, and the Bible says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Amen. And his love endures forever. So if you have some things you're thankful for, I'd, I'd love to read what that is. Write it on the board back there. We know the kids were on there. I see some adults put some stuff up there. But go ahead and write what you're thankful for up on that board. That's pretty, uh, love to see that. Um, let's see. The sweatshirt sign up, by the way, the, uh, the Only Believe merch sign up. One more week on that. Next Sunday, I'm going to get that in get that order. So if, if you were interested in one of the sweatshirts, um, the sign-ups back there is a picture of what they are, the cost and everything. Go ahead and sign up. So we'll uh, take that sign-up down next Sunday, get those ordered. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, I got a paper. If you're, you're a, a parent here in the church, um, you got a kid in our kid's church, raise your hand up. We got a paper for you. What this is about is um, Christmas Eve, uh, our service on Christmas Eve on 630 on Christmas Eve. The kids are going to be a part of what we're doing that night. So what this paper is about is to see if you're going to be here or not. And if, and if you are here, that way we know what kids we can involve in it. We know lots of things happen at, on Christmas Eve and all that for families, so we know people uh, may not be here for our Christmas Eve service. So, but if you are, that's just trying to help us find out uh, who will be here so we can plan what we're going to do with our kids. They're going to be a part of, of uh, the service that night. Uh, you can really just give that back to me after you fill it out, okay, and, and we'll go from there and let you know more about that. So please, uh, if you can today or by Wednesday at least, let us know and we can start making plans for what we're going to do. Uh, let's see, Margo uh, wanted to tell you about something this morning. 
So why don't you come up? And we'll let you know more about our uh, December plans, um, what's happening for, for Christmas and all that. Uh, we do have a youth party, some things happen with kids. But Margo was telling me about a ladies thing she wants to do, so I want to have it's her tell you about it. It's very last minute, but that's okay. So I want to do on December, can you get your calendar? I don't, it's... December 17th. 17th, yeah, I think, yep. Yeah, the 17th from 2 to 4 in the afternoon, I want to do just a bunch of the ladies. I want us to get together and do a Christmas cookie exchange. Ooh. I know. The reason that I want to do that that day is because the next week's Christmas, and if we do it that day, then we'll have all the cookies for Christmas. Yay. Yeah. So it, I will have more details um, coming up. Can I put in some requests on what cookies? No. But... And there will be a cutoff date for the sign-up. And the reason that is, is because I've got to figure out, you know, amounts and all of that sort of thing. But on Wednesday, there'll be a sign-up back there, sign back there on Wednesday. But just go ahead and mark your calendars, and we'll have December some giveaways. 17th, two to four. And we'll do some fun right stuff. Right here. Yes, right here. Okay? All right, good. Good deal. Guys, our part of that event is to eat all the cookies when they bring them home. Okay, so... That's what the guys are going to do as part of that. Um, one more announcement real quick is uh, Tish is asking if you were uh, interested in helping uh, with the, the food for Christmas Eve to see her after church today. She'd like to chat about that for a minute. So all the Christmas stuff is already coming down the pipe. It snowed yesterday. Kind of feels like it's we jumped past Thanksgiving, went to Christmas. We were in Nashville and we missed it, but we came home to snow last night. We were visiting my son Gavin and our daughter-in-law Maddie in Nashville and had a good time, but we made it back, I don't know, 9.30 last night just to come be with you today. All right, if you got your Bibles, Matthew chapter 14. We did, we came back just to be with you. I'm not being, not being sarcastic. Um, we're looking forward to being here today. Matthew chapter 14. We're still... Uh, we're still talking in our series entitled Encounters with Jesus. And I, again, we believe that you can encounter Jesus in such a way that he will change your life. Not just in a salvation way, but in the life living beyond that. We can have moments with him that shape who we are and continue to take us uh, in, in the process of becoming who he intends us to be. You know, God has a place for you to go. You understand what I mean by that? He's taking you somewhere. And change is a part of that. And encounters with Jesus will be moments that mark us in our life on this process, this journey of becoming who God intends us to be. So Matthew chapter 14 and verse number 22. So if you've got your Bibles, you can get them out. And this is right after Jesus feeds the 5,000 and, and we find one of the remarkable stories about Jesus in the Gospels. It says, immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. So there was a large crowd there, and he dismissed the disciples, told them to, to head to where they were going next, and, while, and they left while he was taking care of the crowd. And after he had dismissed the crowd, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came... He was there alone. So let's just stop there for a second. This incredible miracle of feeding the 5,000 people just 
happen, right? He sends the disciples away, and he's dismissing the crowds. And after he does this, what is the reaction of Jesus after doing this incredible miracle? He goes and he prays. You see that? I love that Jesus never gets full of himself. He just did something that is, is, is one of the remarkable moments in the entire human history. He multiplies loaves and fish and feeds thousands of people with very little. An incredible miracle. And being who he is, he stays in this place of humility. His reaction to this amazing time is he goes spends time with the Father in communion of prayer. He never gets full of himself. You would think, you know, I would think some people, if they did something like that, they'd be, they'd be kind of puffing their chest out a little bit. Did you see what I just did? You know what I'm saying? They, they would want the spotlight shining on them. God is not looking for superstars. He's looking for people that will just do what he wills. And no matter what happens in you or through you, that we understand our place with the Father is com continual communion with him. You know that. And, and one of the taglines you're going to hear is the tagline of our 21 days of prayer is, we got to be people who learn to pray first. So Jesus uh, did this incredible miracle, and for whatever was coming next, he spends time in prayer. He prays first before the next thing. He never just rests on what happened. He never gets full of himself, never puffs his chest out, that look who I am. He simply continues in this communion with the Father that is so important. And it reminds me of, of Matthew chapter 6, Sermon on the Mount, when he talks about prayer. Remember, he says, when you pray, remember, when you pray, he doesn't say if you, if you decide to pray at some point in life. He says, when you pray, Go to a secret place, or, or the closet, or, or a room, as it says there, and close the door behind you, right? And the Father who sees what you do in secret, the secret places of your life mean something. And when the Father sees what you do in secret, he will reward you. And he, Jesus, in that, uh, that teaching, contrasted with those who pray in public, uh, so people can look at him and say, hey, wow, you look, like, you look like you're spiritual. Look how you act in front of other people. But what really matters is ultimately the secret. You can look good on the outside, but the secret places of your life could, could have some issues. You know what I mean? So Jesus understood. He got away from the crowds and spent time alone in the night with the Father, the secret place. Okay? So be people of the secret place. Because it's what God sees in the secret that brings the reward. Amen. So, the disciples are out, and, and they're on the, the Sea of Galilee, and, and watch what the story goes on to say. Verse 24. But the boat by this time was long away from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. Have you ever been out in a boat or a kayak and you're, and you're going against the, the, the current and, and wind is, is it, it can, and you're, you're, you're paddling, it can be a struggle. Imagine being on a sea, a sea of Galilee, and the winds are against them. And these, by the way, some of these guys are seasoned fishermen. 
These weren't, these weren't uh, newbies out there on this boat trying to figure out how to paddle this boat across this lake. These were seasoned fishermen, and they were struggling a little bit because the winds coming across the Sea of Galilee were against them. In verse 25, it says, In the fourth watch of the night, which, which is, uh, would have been the last watch of the night, somewhere between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., he came to them, and this is an amazing thing, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost, and they cried out in fear. Can you imagine? And, and they're, they're out there on the sea, by the way. They don't have this modern technology of lights on the boat. It's dark. They're, in the, they're headed towards the morning, but it's still dark. And they're straining against the wind, and all of a sudden they see something walking on the water coming toward them. I don't know about you, but I'd have been terrified too. It would have scared me spitless. What in the world's going on here? I think sometimes we have the benefit of, of hearing these stories so much it takes the edge off the, the real time what's happening in the moment. That they're out in the boat in the middle of the night, straining against the wind, and here comes a figure walking towards them on the water. He's making better time, to, better than them. He's making better time. They're struggling, and here he comes. He's just walking on the water. He's beating them across the lake. He's catching up to them. And they see this figure, and it terrifies them, and they cry out, my gosh, this must be a ghost. Some cultural things are playing in there, what they believed about the afterlife and things like that. They cried out and thought it was a ghost. But I love this, verse 27. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter, of course, of course Peter, he has these moments where he's very bold. He, Peter's just kind of out front with himself a lot. And Peter immediately answers him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come out to you on the water. Peter, all of a sudden, seeing Jesus was full of faith, right? Jesus is the author of our faith. He is the one that grows faith. As, another, he, as, as Judah said in his prayer, Hebrews chapter 12, he is the author and the perfecter of our faith. When you keep your eyes on Jesus, you'll be full of faith. You know that? He is the author of our faith. Verse 29, he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked in the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out to his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when he got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is an amazing story. Jesus, uh, showing his divinity. We know that Jesus is fully man, yet fully God, one of the paradoxes of our faith. But yet showing the fullness of his, his divinity, he's out walking on the water. And what, what's really amazing about this culturally, there were gods that were connected to certain different things that the people interacted with. So there was a god of the land, there's gods of the sea, there's gods of the sun, and all this different stuff. Uh, for instance, in, in Greek, uh, mythology, Poseidon is the, the Greek god of, of, of the sea and the water. 
Do you know that when Jesus does these kind of things, he is reconfirming who he is as the Son of God, that he is over all. Not only creation itself that we know in him it was made, but yet those that are attributed as gods is over these things, he's over them too. Amen. And there's a way that, that he is showing himself, it's a self-revelation of his divinity, because we notice at the very end there, they worshipped him after this happened. Now what, what's interesting about this miracle is, I would say most of all the other miracles we find in the Bible, there is a benefit for the people very specifically, a healing, water into wine, extending the party, you know, these different kind of things. But there wasn't really any benefit to this miracle other than Jesus proving that he is there with them. In the middle of the night, in the middle of a struggle, that he is there with them. Here's something I want you to know. Write this down. Take heart. Jesus is with you. Do not be afraid. Take heart. Jesus is with you. Do not be afraid. I'm, I'm going to say it again. You need to get this. Take heart. In other words, courage. Be encouraged. Jesus is with you. Don't be afraid. Now, were they afraid, by the way, of being in the boat? Nope. Again, some of them were seasoned fishermen. Were they necessarily scared of, of the Sea of Galilee? No, this wasn't a big storm. They were just against the wind. They were straining, but it wasn't like this massive storm as we see in another story in the Bible where they were worried about perishing and Jesus was sleeping, remember? What were they afraid of? They were afraid of Jesus because they thought he was a ghost. Their fear was initiated by seeing Jesus, but I want you to know something. When you realize who Jesus is, he will help alleviate all the other concerns of your life. Because in him, your faith is strengthened. You see that? When you come to know and realize who Jesus is, he will strengthen your faith in the face of no matter what is happening in your life. You know that. You, you've got to catch a revelation that this is the Son of God. That he is who he says he is. As a matter of fact, he is what the scriptures say, the Prince of Peace. He is with you, as Peter finds out in stepping out in faith, in the midst of the winds and the waves. Jesus will calm your life when you realize who he is. I just remember that. So whatever, whatever's going on, whatever's happening, whatever things that you face, you've got to come back and kind of shake yourself a little bit and say, I've got to get back to reminding my heart who this Jesus is that I serve. Who is this Jesus that I call my king and I call my Lord and I go to church and we sing songs and worship to him and read the Bible about him? I, I got to get past it. It's songs and stories, but he's a real, live person that's involved in my life, and he's here. Take heart. 
Jesus is with you. Don't be afraid. You know, people face things in life that cause fear. Anxiety. Worry. At times, causing things in life that may cause you to doubt. You get back to the basics here. Who is Jesus? He is the one that can walk on the waves of the sea if he chooses to. If you've noticed, this miracle has never been duplicated. It's not going to be. Because Jesus is who he is. And he is the one that's the master of all things. There, there was a cartoon when I was a kid. I don't know, it's probably still around there. I wasn't allowed to watch it. It was called Masters of the Universe. He-Man or something like that. How many know what I'm talking about? Okay. Let me tell you who the master of the universe is. It's Jesus Christ. Take heart. Jesus, the master of our universe, is with you. Do not be afraid. Remember who he is. You've got to come back to revelation in who he is. Because when you realize who he is, at the end we'll find out that they in turn worshipped him. When you realize who he is, it puts you back in the place of, of, of the order, of proper order of things. He is God, we're his creation, but he's with us in a way of relationship. That he would walk on the waves of the night of the sea to be with us in our moment. He didn't leave you out there. He will walk on the waves during the middle of the night to be with you. That's the God we serve. But of course, Peter being who he is, he's like, hey, can I get out there with you? That, that looks amazing. Can I try that? Full of faith. That, that's what it does. Builds you in faith that Jesus is with you to the point Jesus said, yeah, come, come, come out. And so Peter steps out on the water, and he takes some steps. We don't know how far he walked. But once he was on the water, the winds and what was going on around him distracted him from Jesus. See, that can happen in life. Notice, he says to Peter, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Now, I don't know about you, but if I had just taken three steps on the sea, I would think that I'm doing pretty good with my faith. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's some pretty amazing stuff going on right there. But he got distracted. If he would have kept his eyes on Jesus, he'd have walked the whole way to him and walked back to the boat with him. But he got distracted. Began to sink. Now he began to fear, save me. And Jesus just reaches him out and pulls him up and said, you have little faith, why did you doubt? You were doing all right. Why did you doubt? See, this is what little faith is. Little faith is being distracted from Jesus and what he has said. You can know he's there, but you can still be distracted. Little faith is being distracted from Jesus and what he has said. Who is he? Stay fixed. What has he said? Grab hold. Don't let go. That, that is a faith 
Now, when the Bible says things like, in all things are possible to one who believes, it, it, that's, and that's just talking about salvation, but it's a life that we live with him, that we can do whatever he bids us to do. So when Peter asked, hey, can I come? Jesus could have said, no, stay there. But, but he didn't. He said, come on. Once Jesus said, yeah, you can come, you know Peter could do it. Because Jesus said he could. And Jesus was right there with him. And the moment he got distracted by the winds and waves, he began to sink, even though Jesus was there, and even though Jesus said he could, he began to sink. Doubt came in. Little faith is being distracted from what Jesus said and the fact that he's right there. You know that. Here's the second thing I want you to realize and put this in. I know you know this, but I want you to put this in your heart. Don't be distracted from Jesus by the circumstances of your life. Don't do it. Is Jesus with you? How many of y'all believe that Jesus is with you? Yes, he's, he's with you in the activity of the Holy Spirit. He's right there with you. Don't be distracted from that. Do you believe in the things that he says in his word? Do you believe them? Uh -huh. Don't be distracted from them. And if you do that, what will happen is, in Jesus being the author of your faith, you'll be full of faith. Don't make this faith thing hard. Faith isn't hard. Faith is belief and trust. See, once they realized it was Jesus on the water, it wasn't a ghost, they, they were freaking out. Went, Whoa, wait, oh, wow, this is amazing. And Peter being bold, knowing it was Jesus, Asking if he'd come, and Jesus said, yeah, come. Peter grabbed hold of that. It wasn't because Peter is necessarily this big, super spiritual giant. Peter believed, and he trusted. That, that's faith. Faith is believing, and faith is trusting. He trusted that not only did he see Jesus, but he heard what he said, and because of those two things together, he believed that there nothing was impossible. And he got out in the water and started to walk. That's a life of faith. A life of faith is simply this. You don't have to be a big, what you feel like, a, a spiritual giant in the faith. You don't have to be that. You, all you have to do is believe and trust and follow and live by his words. That's what a life of faith is. He trusted. Don't be distracted from Jesus by the circumstances of your life. In other words, don't be overwhelmed. Don't live in fear. Do not be afraid. You know why? Because Jesus is always, because he's the master of the universe, he's always greater than whatever surrounds you. Isn't that right? He's always greater than whatever you have to deal with. He's always greater than the circumstances of your life. He's always greater than winds and the waves. You, you know, you know the, the one thing that human beings struggle to contain is Mother Nature. How many of you don't like the snow? You didn't stop that snow yesterday. You can't control Mother Nature. 
They can sound the alarm in the town when there's a tornado nearby, but they can't stop it. Isn't that right? But we can't control. We, we try to. We can do things like hydroelectric power and stuff like that. We, we do all that stuff, but we can't ultimately control it. But Jesus can. In other words, there is nothing in your life that is bigger than him. Keep your eyes fixed on who he is and what he has said. Do you believe that? Well, I know is that you're going to experience life, and I know you're going to go through some things. I know there may be times where you feel like you're out of the boat and you got the winds and the waves around you. Here's what I know. Jesus will see you through. Because even when Peter stumbled, notice what Jesus did. Even when Peter started to stumble, he said, well, there's your lesson. See you later. And left him go to the depths of the sea. Even his struggle, he still reached out and saved him. And the Bible says they got back in the boat, and at that time, then the winds just ceased and stopped. You see that? He is gonna see you through. You believe that? He will see you through. Stay fixed on him and what he has said. Then you will be in faith. That's trust. That's belief. Amen? Here's, here's what I want to do. I'm, I'm closing up a little early today because I want to do something with you before we head out. Samara, if you want to come up and, and play a little bit. Isaiah 41.10. The prophet Isaiah bringing a word to the people of Israel that are going through a lot of stuff in that day. It says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I'll uphold you with my righteous right hand. Do not fear, he is with you. Don't, don't be scared, don't be dismayed, he's God. Not only that, he's going to strengthen you, he's going to help you. He's going to uphold you with his righteous right hand, and the right hand scripturally is symbolic of, of, of the power of God, his right hand. Psalm chapter 27, in the beginning of that. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? See that? You know, the Bible has a consistent theme in it. You find it all the way through Scripture in different ways that it's expressed. Essentially this, do not be afraid. It's all through the Scripture. Don't be worried. The Bible says we know that you can cast your cares upon him. Amen. Why? Because he cares for you. He will meet you out on the winds and the waves of the sea in the middle of the night to encourage you in faith. 
and remind you to stay fixed on him and fixed on his word. So I, I want to give some, uh, if you want one of these, just a piece of paper, I'm going to have you write something down. Raise your hand up. I'm going to have you write down what you would consider maybe a circumstance of your life right now that maybe a, the wind's in the waves a little bit, if you know what I mean. And we're going to do something with this. So, Joseph, you want to help Mike hand those out, please? I, I'd like everybody to get one of these. Nathan, if you want to come, if we can do this quickly, get these handed out. If you don't have a pen, let them know. They, they should grab some pens, too. If you're at home watching on live stream, you can grab a piece of paper. You can bring this in on Wednesday because we're going to do something with these over the next couple of weeks. But what you consider the winds and waves of your life right now today, circumstances that may, may cause worry, anxiety, maybe some fear, maybe, maybe it's things that are unknown a little bit. Maybe it's like Mother Nature. It's out of your control. You can't fix it. But we know who can. I want you to write, it could be one thing, it could be two things, it could be three things. I, I don't know, but write those down on that, that card right there. Don't put your name on it. Don't put your name on it. So I'm going to have you bring them forward in a minute. We're going to pray over them. But we're going to leave them here for our, our prayer tomorrow night. Over the next couple of weeks, they can continue to pray over these cards. If you're at home on live stream, you can bring it in Wednesday night. We'll add it to where we're going to keep them. But the things right now of life that worry you, the things right now of life that you struggle with, the things right now of life that you know only Jesus can deal with this. You can write that down. I'll give you a couple moments to do that. see some pens move. I'm just giving you some time. Chris, Chris, stay here. We're going to have him come down with it, okay? Um, this is symbolic in a large way, but also at the same time, we believe the prayer of the righteous man is powerful and effective. 
So I'm going to have you do in just a second. I'm going to have you come down and, and drop them in the plates here. Fold them up. Again, don't put your name on them. Fold them up. But when you come down, I want you to kind of filter and stay because we're going to pray together. Then what we're going to do is we're going to leave these here over the next couple weeks. You come in for church. You can pray over them. Monday night prayer, they're going to pray over them. And we're going to spend uh, the next month praying over these prayer needs and things that, that you're writing down, okay? I want, I want to confirm to you a couple things. A, what the message was about, that Jesus is the answer. B, confirm that, that we're praying church and, and we're going to bear one another's burdens in prayer together. That's why we're here, okay? And lastly, that we believe God's going to answer. And God is going to do what we can't do ourselves. And when he says, come on the water, you can, you can do it. When he, when he eventually calms the winds, he's going to do it. That you be full of faith, belief, and trust that he is everything that, that we believe that he is. Amen? Amen. So, so if you would, come on down, drop them in here. But stay down here so we can pray together. throughout the side you can, you can squeeze in. All right, let's, let's kind of come over here. Let's get in around these things and kind of let, let's just pray over these, okay, in Jesus' name. Lord, Lord these, these are our lives. These are, Lord, these are things that we're bringing to you. Lord, once again, our, our prayers confirm that we need you. Lord, for whatever these cards say, whatever the things that were written down, the multiple things here, we give them to you. We cast these cares upon you because... We believe in you. We believe in who you are. We believe in what you have said. I pray, Lord, for, for every person that puts something in here. As the scripture says in Philippians 4, that when they cast their care upon you, when they come to you with prayer and petition, that your peace, the peace of God, that transcends our circumstances, transcends the realities of our life, transcends our understanding, will guard us, will guard our hearts and our mind to you. So for those that are putting things down here that, that they're worried about it, they're concerned about it, there may be some anxiety about it, maybe some fear, I pray, Lord, that you trade those things with your peace. Because, Lord, we know that peace is not the absence of trouble, but peace is knowing that the Creator God, the God of all things, is with us in the midst of it. We thank you for peace. Peace in our hearts for each one of us here today. So Lord, what these needs, if they're, they're physical, if they're financial, Lord, emotional, relational, whatever they entail, we give them to you so you are the God who will respond and help us 
in our time of need. You're going to meet us right where we are. And I thank you for that. I praise you for that. I thank you that over the next couple months, Lord, that we may hear testimonies of, of those who put something in here, but you brought an answer in such a way it's undeniable that you were involved, and, and we can hear about it to reconfirm who you are. But I pray that each person that, that is here this morning is full of faith. That we're not distracted from you. We're not distracted from your word. But we stand firm in you in the midst of the situations of our life. Not distracted, no little faith, but great faith because we simply believed and we trusted. Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for answers. I thank you for ways that are made where there seems to be no way. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Everybody says amen, amen. All righty. So we're going to keep these up here. We'll put them right here. We're going to leave them here so over the next couple weeks you can pray over them and, and keep lifting those things up. On your way back to your seat, love on some people. You're allowed to, to give them a hug and a high five and an elbow bump, whatever it is, okay? But it's good to have you all this morning. Wednesday night we'll be back. Next Sunday.